so much for my fade. <laughs> cut you out there, didn't it? <laughs> it? Literally cut me off. I was going to do my great fade, but anyway, <laughs> that's okay. They've heard the fade before. We know they. We know it's good. <laughs> so, hello, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy, or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. It is Friday, September the 10th, 2021. We are rounding out the year, y'all. Wow, 2022 is around the corner. We don't want to talk about that yet. But we don't. We don't. 2020 and 2021 were such disappointments. I'm just not, I'm just going to take my time <laughs> going to 2022. Because <laughs> wait a minute, was it? Wait a minute. No, it was 20, no, 2019. 2019 mm-hmm. was the year that all the holidays were on a Friday. Yeah. Like, Fourth of July was on a Friday. All uh-huh. the major holidays that we were going to have these fabulous three, three day weekends, and then there was COVID. So never mind. There was COVID. Yeah. So there was we're COVID. Not, so we're just so, going to let 2022 do what 2022 going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not put any 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 investments in it. Anything. No, like like that. no expectations. We're no just, expectations. We're going to go with the flow. <laughs> But anyway, but we are in 2021 right now. And so what we're going to talk about today is just give you a little rundown. We're going to look at, we are on the eve of the end of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we're going to follow that up with um, Afghanistan, some little informa- some information. Uh, one of the things I enjoy about doing this show is that I always learn. And of course, when I learn, I must share. So yes. um, we're going to talk about the Texas abortion law. That'll be more Tracy. Um, and then we were discussing things that skills that we wish we had, things that you think we things that people should know, just average things that people should know and skills that we really, really wish that we had because we wouldn't have to pay somebody else to do it. Um, so, and of course, we're rounding out with an inspirational quote and um, support of Black business. So, all right, we're about ready to rock and roll. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Who wants so, to you want to start with 9-11? 9-11. Yep. The, the anniversary, like to be said, is, is tomorrow. So it's 20 years ago that the United States was attacked by terrorists. And, you know, Jimmy and I were talking about where we were that time. I remember I was working at home during that time. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was watching, I think, um, the Today Show when Matt Lauer was on there. And they were interrupted. I was like, whoa, what's going on? And it was it was surreal. It was, it really like, I think the whole country got a gut punch right then. And we were just trying to gasp for air in slow motion, trying to figure out what the heck was going on. So, you know, it was, it was surreal, but looking like the shows and news reports that have been in documentaries that have been on about 9-11, there's so many things that you know now, which as in everything that you find out, like after the fact, when you're in the throes of it, in the midst of it, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody has time to, you know, collect data and see, you know, what's going on. We're just trying to make it from minute to minute. And so they were talking about, you know, how strongly that, you know, affected people to this day. Um, Jabisa and I were talking about that the perpetrators have still not gone to trial. Like it's been 20 years yeah. and they've still not gone to trial. And um, I saw a little, a little um, news report about that is that um, the American justice system just isn't equipped for this, um, I guess, he- heavy an endeavor, you know, to get these perpetrators and bring them to justice. I, I, you know, 
I'm 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 not sure I was telling Jamisa I say, well, they just make it like, you know, black men on marijuana charges, they can get it tied, tied it up real quick. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, that was probably that's probably a poor taste. I'm sorry. But um it's still funny though. It was still funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, and another thing Javisa and I were talking about is that we like we like I didn't know anybody in New York at that time or I didn't I wasn't affected by anyone at, you know at the Pentagon or so I didn't have any like personal connection but like for these families that were changed forever and that are still like suffering you know missing those those family members and they're still identifying people like that we didn't know either that was something that um, Jabisa just told me that I said they are still identifying, yeah. you know, um, remains. And, yeah. so, you know, it's just, it was, it is 9-11, the terrorist attacks are, were then and still are a heavy, heavy lift for our country. I mean, it was, it was just terrible, terrible. I was working in a um, elementary school, a private small Catholic elementary school and my mom had called me and she said that the towers had been hit in New York and, and like Tracy said I, I wasn't familiar with New York I don't have any connection I don't have any ties I don't have any family members there and then the Pentagon had been hit and they were concerned about the White House um but I remember watching it and it was, like Tracy said, it was surreal. It was more like something you would see in a movie. Yes. You, know? you, yes. you just didn't think that this could happen like in real mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, and I, the thing that I remember as we're talking about it is the, the, how all these firemen ran to it when all the other people were running away from it. Right. I mean, they were literally running into this, this, um, into danger. Yeah, into, yeah. Uh, into death, really, in an effort to save people. Um, and then, of course, not knowing, you know, one of the major effects that's happened is many of those, those, um, those um, firemen who survived the, the terrorist attack and, and the aftermath had all these lung conditions because people mm -hmm. were leaving all of these fumes and what have you. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things that, you know, will forever be a part of our country. Now I have had a chance to go to New York to the memorial that they've created for them and to see the names it's, it's when you go to these memorials, we went to the Vietnam Memorial and just to see all of these names and then realize that these names are, you know, people, and there's so many up there. There was, yes. Um, 1,106 victims of the, um, the 9-11 mm -hmm. attack. Um, and, those are, and those are the ones that have died, but you know, the victims, there are many victims who are still living that they're still living with having to have lived through that tragedy. Right. So um, those are the victims who are no longer um, living, but there, there are a number of people who are still dealing with it and their kids. You know, yes. their kids, you know, they, they, they are, some of them are, are, were orphaned. Some of them lost a, a mother or a father. So, um, so we are grateful for our, our, um, our firemen who, who did that. Um, I, I can't imagine because I would run from, 
as opposed yes. to run to <laughs> I would, my oh, job as a fireman would have quickly when it ended quickly. Time, I don't even know. Okay, she fired. Yeah. <laughs> Let that cat stay up there. <laughs> but um, it 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 is a a a sad time. But it it also was a reminder of what a great nation we have been. Mm-hmm. That that in that that awful moment of tragedy, just the pulling together of people. Um, right. You know, our, we really did come together as a nation during that time. But the reason that we had 9-11, um, and, and well, not the reason we had 9-11, but one of the other results of 9-11 is um, Afghanistan. So, you know, yeah. every, everyone, you had a lot of um, emotions and, and, and commentary and 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 opinions about us withdrawing from Afghanistan after 20 years. Right. But the reason we went to Afghanistan was um, in response to, to the 9-11 attack. And so, as I said, in, in doing this program, you know, we, we end up reading and learning and researching. And so what I learned is that the United States um, went in and following, shortly following the um, 9-11 attack, we went in um, within months, um, basically fought the Taliban, um, toppled the Taliban government because they were providing sanctuary for Al Qaeda. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went in there with this kind of three, three phase, I three phase um, plan. So the first plan was to topple the Taliban government. That was done within literally within months. Um, and then the second phase, which was from 2002 to 2008, the strategy was to um, defeat the Taliban military and then rebuild the core institutions of Afghanistan. So that's, you know, so we went in there and we, you know, it's kind of like we beat someone down and then we're going to kind of build them up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but we weren't trying to build up the Taliban because, the t- and I think I think the thing I find really ironic is that we cut a deal with the Taliban when all these years we've been fighting the Taliban. That that's mm-hmm. something that I was really confused by. You know, when um, the former president went in and cut a deal with like the enemy, you know, with supposedly our enemy all these years. But anyway, so the phase two, which was to let, which lasted six years, was to go in there, defeat the Taliban military, and and build up the Afghan institutions. The third phase was um, we increased our our military presence there. Once again, what the strategy was to protect the population and also to um, increase the the Afghan military so that they could eventually be responsible for their country. Initially, we were supposed to leave in 2011. We were supposed to be out of Afghanistan in 2011. That, yep. was the, that was the initial plan. That was the goal. And we ended up staying nine additional years. Yep. And, and then we pulled out. Um, but Tracy and I have talked about this before. There had to be, because when we left just recently, um, the Afghan military's stance was not there. I mean, they really kind of gave up quickly. Mm-hmm. And and so I think it would be interesting, and we we mentioned this earlier, just 
to know how how the if the U.S. military seen that coming, did they see that it was going to turn over so quickly? Were they training these Afghanistans and and realizing that maybe their heart and body and soul was not into it? Um, so you know, I don't know, but the plan was never to make this a permanent move. And the reality is that democracy is not for everybody, and That's we correct. can't force democracy on on groups of people um you know sometimes you know countries have to find their way Mm -hmm. um as much as we want that for them they've got to want it themselves and and you know the people of the country have to be the ones to make that change so that leaves us where we are now yep now jabisa i've said too that the reason that war lasted as long as it did, because if we were there trained all the money that went into the equipment that was over there, the technology, the, the um, airplanes and things like that, you know, those government contracts were playing, paying plenty of money, making a lot of people stateside very wealthy. And I think that was, that was a big, big, big part of the reason that that war lasted so long. It was a money-making thing. And, you know, America, we are nothing if not capitalist. <laughs> so, and so say they were making, people. they were making, they were making a lot of money. So I don't think anybody was really, you know, pressed the, 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 uh, what senators or the congressmen weren't pressed to leave because a lot of their constituent constituents, the ones that gave don't make bid donations to them, had an interest in in keeping that war going so that they can you know get in on those government contracts a lot of them a lot of the um congressmen they're family members and very close friends so i just think that they were so busy you know reaping reaping the benefits of the money that can be made during that war that they may not have um paid as much attention as they should have that all the, our military um, men and women were working very hard to train the Afghan people and the Afghan people were like, okay, well, you're here. So we're going to do it. Cause like, like they had a choice to say, now nah, we don't want to do what y'all want us to do. They kind of were in a, you know, in a situation where they had to do it. Yeah. And as evidenced by when we pulled out, they couldn't even last a week. Now they said um, some of the, some of the, per, um, I guess, experts say that they, knew that that they would probably fall eventually but i don't think to last a full seven days that's just yeah. that's just not good yeah that's just like training a whole team and they're going out there and it's like y'all scored no points like we expect you to of win course. but, <laughs> but <laughs> we expect you to try <laughs> we expect but, you to go down swinging Tracy, now I have to honestly say, and, and I can't claim to have read a vast amount of information about, you know, Afghanistan, but no one has said out loud what you have shared as far as the money-making um, part of that, that, that 20 years there. And, that, and that's valid, though. It's very, mm-hmm. very valid. And like you said, the government contracts that went into to having our servicemen and women over there, you know, from military equipment to food to medical supplies. I mean, all those things were contracted and people made huge amounts of money. Lots of money. But but that's something that's not, I haven't read that's been said out loud. You know, Mm -hmm. that one of the things that was happening is that people were just making a ton of money off of it. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, because I don't think that would go over very well with the American 
public. Yeah, I think they'd be okay with it. Es- especially if you were one of the ones not reaping those benefits, wasn't making that money. You know, I like to think so, but we we are just a nation that if I look at where we are at this moment, Tracy, if you had asked me, if if you had presented the scenario of, of, you know, particularly looking at the pandemic and how people are behaving, I would have, I would have in my heart to heart believed that our reaction and actions would be so much different than what they are. So it's, it's, the, the United States of today is not the United States of 20 or 30 years ago. It, it absolutely is not, Jabisa. And, you know, that is, in my opinion, the fault of just one man. You know, one person of, in power can really make things bad. And you know who I blame for that. I'm not even going to go there at this particular point in time. But, yes, I, I've laid all that at, at his feet because now, that is... It, we are so divided and it's it's just awful you know people are dying and we're, I guess we're going to move in now to to um that part well I w- we were going to talk about the the Texas abortion oh, yeah. um ban that that the <laughs> that um the great governor Abbott um passed or signed into law in Texas you know saying that you know women um were it's illegal for women to get an abortion um, after six weeks of pregnancy, when most women, especially women who've had children, know that you don't know oftentimes that you're even pregnant at six weeks in that amount of time. Yep. And and then this is the icing on the fruitcake um, that they are paying, like putting bounties on on the women seeking this medical service on their heads and people who hate help them. I guess they call it aiding and abetting like mm-hmm. $10,000. And it's just, it's insane. And these same people, these same people that are taking away a woman's right to choose what's important, you know, what is right for her family, for herself at a certain point in time, those same people that are taking that right from her are the same ones that cannot, cannot manage to wear a mask to save their lives and the lives of millions of people. The wearing the mask would affect, have a bigger effect on so many more people and abortion rights, you know, the, the ability to go seek one, if you need one, if, if you feel that that's right for you and that affects you and your family, but they can't, you know, they, it's my body, my choice if I don't want to wear a mask, but it's your body, my choice that you can't get an abortion if you feel that that's right for you at this moment, at a moment in time. And it's, it's, it's white men who are doing it. And that's the part right. that I find baffling that women in Texas are not up in arms about this. Um, I, you having yep. a white male tell you what you can do with your body, because I promise you, if, if they decided, if, if women decided that men can't get Viagra anymore, oh, that wouldn't happen because those men would band together and they, they, would. Get, they would get that prescription drug back on a market. They would. They and, would. And um, I remember someone said on Twitter, if you don't want an abortion, don't get one. You know, mm-hmm. but, but yes, I mean, it's as simple as that. Right, that's that. You know, if you're if you're opposed to it, don't get one. Don't get one. And see, they make it sound like everybody's just running out and running rampant and getting. 
you know, getting seeking those services. I don't understand it. I, I don't it, understand Texas at at all. But it's I'm, really about power. It is and control and, about con- and control, Tracy. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Is power and control, but it's power and control at your leisure. Mm-hmm. And yes. we, but we've talked about this, Tracy, before. We said women were sitting on our hands and yes. we're not speaking up. And before mm-hmm. you know it, you know, for all those who are like, it's okay if we don't have abortions. But next thing you know, then they're going to tell you you can't have no job. Then they're mm-hmm. going to tell you you can't drive no car. And then they're right. going to tell you how you can dress. And right. we're all sitting around because when you chip away rights, you you right. don't go you don't go big. You start small, right? And you then know. you move it on up, and you take everything, uh, everything mm-hmm. until until we are literally the handmaid's tale. There, literally, literally. So for women where, who are sitting around and thinking that this is okay and this does not affect you, right? They're going to get something that will affect you. Yes. So, as women, we have to, we have to take a stand. And I just, I'm looking at these ladies in Texas. I was like, what the devil? And then the what? fact that you said that you have this whole um, website where people can turn in, like, when do we become a communist country? Where we turn people in Yes. for doing something like, I, I, am I really going to call and tell them that my neighbor left and she looked like she had, like, she was a little fat and she came uh. in, she was really skinny. And I think she had an abortion. I mean, Right. Where are we? Right. And is that enough to get those get that ball rolling? I mean, and then and then you and then and then you were wrong. Yes. She went to a fat farm. Right. But the whole (laughs) idea that I am spying on my neighbors and calling. I mean, that's something that you did in like Hitler Germany. Mm hmm. You know, that's, yes. that's the stuff you did. That's exactly, that's exactly what that is. Country, yes. Right. But now you got me, you know, looking, peeking out the peak holes and mm-hmm. um, reporting the doctors. I I just, I can't. Trace the Uber me. drivers. Right. You know, she, my she cousin, broke, Joanne, going to take me, whatever. Right. So we're at this crazy, crazy state. And, and I just, I can't understand it. I just cannot understand it. So I know I've said many, many times the last few weeks, just make it make sense. Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And it's no sense to make, you can't make sense out of craziness. Um, I learned, I was talking to my, um, my IT um, person at work and we were talking and I said, that doesn't make any sense. He says, because it's crazy. (laughs) That's right. Because it's crazy. And sometimes you just got to call crazy, crazy. Right. And so when when we're talking, it's about something totally different, but he says it because it couldn't make, it just didn't make sense. He says, because it's crazy. And I was like, oh, well, that would be the reason why it's not going to make any logical sense because it is crazy. And that's where I feel like we are right now. Things are just so crazy where, where logic is just thrown out. It's just thrown out the window. Thrown out the window. Going out the window, and we still haven't. Now, Tracy and I were talking about this today, and I'm like, we in in our household are mindful because we're still in a pandemic, right? And COVID is still, you know, running rampant. Rampant, yes. And 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 you know, I work in a in a school system, and. There are kids who are, unfortunately, you know, we're, we're, they're doing the best, we're doing the best we can, but if the community has a higher percentage of COVID, then of course it's going to come into the school. We're averaging here in, in, 
in South Carolina, our average percentage positivity of COVID for the last two weeks has been over 10%. Our, this isn't the average number of deaths, but from my looking at the daily, daily counts of deaths in South Carolina for the last two weeks, there are 20 or more deaths reported each day. But we're having concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're having football games. We're having football games. You know, these numbers, which were lower when we did the shutdown, are higher. But everybody's living life as if there's no pandemic going on. And right. so it's kind of like people were like, you know what, we're just going to let folk die. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep living. And that that's scary to me. But, you know, but I feel like, you know, I can't do the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to have seen the Isley Brothers. But the idea of being in a room full of people <laughs> with closed doors, yes. no masks, it's, I, I just, I can't. Just can't do it. Even even fully vaccinated. It's, it's, but I think it's your sense of responsibility for your fellow man. And a, another thing that saddens me about the whole thing is that it's like there's a disconnect between the rest of the world that, you know, may get COVID and then they'll just get sick and they'll get better. But like hospital systems are overwhelmed. Medical professionals, these frontline workers are overwhelmed. They're seeing people coming in yeah. and get very sick and dying and dying and dying. And, and it's like, it's not even happening. Like some people are just going on like it's not happening. And it, that to me, again, make it make sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the disconnect is. Do you, I, I don't know. Do they have to start like showing the bodies on television or like, or parading them down the street or something that's, you know, or taking them into the stadium. Perhaps if you see some, what do you call that? The, um, what they, the mobile morgues, right. Drive them onto the field and, you know, the people can see at it. least put on, at least put on a mask. Cause I know people are, cause I'm tired of it too. Lord knows I'm, I'm ready for to get back to normal. Right. But at least wear a mask, at least protect it. Stop spreading, like to, to stop the spread of it. You can live your life and do, but just use the precautions, precautions. But that's just too much. People are just not willing to their personal rights to not wear a mask outweighs the well-being and safety of your fellow man. Yeah. That, that- yeah. Women in Texas can't get an abortion <laughs> because it's not their right to do so. Right. But it's your right not to wear a mask. It's infringing upon my personal right. You know, I don't know these, I don't know, maybe we need a breakdown of what, what rights are so we can kind of see, and maybe it will make sense if, if somebody tells us like, okay, what, what what's the difference here? No, it still it would make no sense, Tracy, because it, it, it's not it, it's it's not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know who has the highest percentage of vac- of, of vaccinations? Who? Um, it is oh, it is an Indian tribe. They have like n- over ninety percent of vaccinated um, tribe members on their reservations. They have put what they, state? I don't know. It's the Lakota tribe. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. I just read that. I was just glancing and, and read that today. But mm-hmm. they have done a concerted effort and a community effort. Community. But, That's but, key. But that 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 mentality is different 
on that on a reservation where they have this kind of we are all tied together you know mm -hmm. it's not my right my right is not my right um, my dad always said whatever you do affects somebody else right you know the fact that you don't wear a mask does not solely affect you just because you mm -hmm. don't wear one wear that doesn't just affect you in the midst of a pandemic but they have made a very concerted effort because it was hitting the Native Americans really hard. Very hard, yes. It was hitting them incredibly hard um, last year. They made a concerted effort to get as many people vaccinated. And, and then they were not questioning it because they realized that it wasn't just about them, but it was about their community. So mm -hmm. um, it's a shame that we can't look at, you know, look at their example and move forward as, as a country. Um, because we just have so many people who are, are just very resistant to, I don't know if it's the science. I don't know if it's someone telling you what to do. I, I really can't understand. But um, you know what? That, that again, doesn't make sense because we're all, we're in a, a society. Our country is, they're always lost telling us what to do. I don't particularly like stopping at red lights, but I do. <laughs> you know, what if I want to go into a restaurant with no shoes on? I can't. It's the rules. And that's the other thing. You're, you're absolutely right. Yep. You are vaccinated. You know, yep. nobody questions your vaccination. That's you, right. That's right. No we had to get vaccinations before any of us were allowed to go to school. Remember? Yeah, you had to get back. And it's, you still have to get your kids vaccinated. You yes. Know, kids have to be vaccinated before they go to school. You know, we go to the doctor and the doctor mm -hmm. prescribes medication and we pretty much take his word on it and we take the mm -hmm. medication um, you know, we're not questioning it. We're not asking. And we don't know what's in that medication. We have no idea what's in that medication. Yeah. We just hope, you know, I'll I tell you, girl, if I'm in a lot of pain, if you give it to me, you tell me it's going to relieve me some pain. I'm not questioning that to um, my kids. I hope it works. So, right. so, but this whole um, resistance, you know, they made it too fast. Now, I'll be honest. I was one of those people who said it, which is why you need to learn before we mm -hmm. open your mouth. Right. Um, <laughs> I think the thing though that I'm I'm really baffled by is there's so much information about the vaccine. And it's interesting to hear people give these anecdotal stories of, you know, I know this, I heard about this man who got the vaccine and you know this thing happened to him. But then mm -hmm. my question is, how many people do you know who had the vaccine and nothing happened to them? Exactly. You actually know as a yeah the story that you read on Facebook. Okay, right, right. Or that the vaccine's making metal stick to my arm. Yes. I had, I, I had someone tell me that. Even if, even if that was a thing, if I'm going to live, then okay, I'll walk around with a fork on my arm. <laughs> you know? I don't say, or the people that are what you call in the hospitals that are suffering in the hospitals now because they didn't get it. Exactly. And that's not metal. That was lotion. That was yeah, somebody right. who was well lotion. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I mean, the lunacy of it all. Yeah. It's like, and, well, yeah. So, so. Oh, they're tracking us. I, I don't care where you're going. They don't care where you're going either. Baby, they track you anyway with your cell phone. With your cell phone. Exactly. exactly. They had to put nothing on you. They gave you that cell phone on Facebook. And they're tracking you just fine. And you all over Facebook and you have that cell phone on you 24 7. So, if you really are opposed to being tracked, then you need to get off of Facebook and throw that cell phone away. <laughs> And you're absolutely right. They don't have to stick nothing on you. Mm -mm. Nothing on you. All they have to do is type in Google and your address. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There she is. 
<laughs> Let's they see can... what she's up to today. <laughs> Catch you on the right day. They got that sound line on you. I'm talking about, oh, they barbecuing. <laughs> Uh, that's crazy okay so and so the next thing so since we've got just a little bit of levity going on um we were talking about other like little um like um skills or professions that we would that would be good to know to have yeah and so Jamisa and I came up with a short list of of those types of things so that would be um for ex- like my um one of the lights in my bathroom went out and I know it requires an electrician. So if I knew a little bit about uh, uh, being an electrician, then we could fix that or a plumber. Like if the plumbing goes bad, you know, just a little bit of that or an accountant. That would be handy dandy. (laughs) Handy dandy. So you can get your own taxes, um, taxes done. What, um, what else? A, A mechanic. To, you know, because I have my car, my compressor's on the fritz right now. Um, and you said cooking. Well, let me let me just add add to what Tracy's saying. I think like those, the electrician, the plumber, the mechanic, um, those, yeah, I, I would need to know enough to get it fixed but not be injured. Right. <laughs> just enough to be dangerous <laughs> yeah i just want to i just want to throw that in because i'm like thinking i could do the electrician part but i'm just really feeling like maybe that's going to injure me um mm-hmm. so i think tracy i i need just some really good people that i can afford to do those things yeah. if we can find some good yes because um they would just be good to to know people with that with good skills that are an attorney for like for closing costs when you're looking for a house yes you know just have an attorney or real estate you know just kind of know the ins and outs of real estate if you're looking for a house just you know some good you know it'll be good skills to have or if you can find somebody that's real close to you that would be willing to share that information freely oh you know who else was really handy danny a real doctor because yeah, you know, I, I refer to WebMD a lot. But I mean, yeah, me, too. <laughs> me too. I know, and every you know, and everything that I have when I get to Web WebMD ends up cancer. <laughs> it is a scares you to death. The only time he, my husband told me you got to stop looking at that, <laughs> you go drive yourself crazy thinking you sick. Girl, I got a WebMD. And today, yo, to the doctor says she has an appendix. Her appendix burst, and the doctor's like, "No." <laughs> you tell me, start on WebMD. I didn't tell him that, but I was really insistent. He's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, he knew. You know what? He knew where you got it from. He didn't even. He wasn't even going to ask you. Tell me, she been on that dog on WebMD. It's like a beautician who tells them, "Stop going on YouTube and trying to do your own weed." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to turn in my web and deep degree back. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Jamisa, we always we also talk about some other skills that are um, that we're soft on now. Well, you call them soft skills, like people skills, being able to talk to people yeah. and communicate, look people in the eye, um, not have your phone all the time. Like we are so connected all of the time 
we can't, we don't really relax. We can't really relax. And I was telling Jamisa that I'm, I'm the worst. So I don't want to be a hypocrite about it. But like, if I leave my house without my cell phone, I get anxiety. I have to come back and get the cell phone. I could, I am left-handed and I could leave my left arm in the house and go all the way to work and feel fine without it. But if I leave that cell phone, it's going to be an issue. And I'm just the opposite. I can leave my cell phone. Um, it's, it's nice to have, but if I don't have it, you know, I know it's at home. So, you know, I can, I can leave my cell phone. It's, it's not, my family complains that, you know, I don't answer my calls. Yes, um, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, where's your mama? <laughs> Call her cell phone. I said, she's not answering. Everybody calls Danielle. Because <laughs> I keep my phone on. Um, but I, I can, you know, it's, you know, it's handy dandy. I, you know, I do, I listen to music. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I get on Twitter, I piddle around, I find recipes, but I can, I can definitely live without it. Um, other little handy dandy skills, cooking. Yes. It's a dying art. It's a dying art. People don't know how to cook. Um, I don't care to learn how to cook. But you know what? They actually, that might be wrong on that one because all the little cooking shows, I enjoy watching them, but I don't really feel a burning desire to get in the kitchen and do everything that they're doing <laughs> i think people watch more i think people watch more cooking shows than actually cooking so look mm-hmm. look at our daughters does your do your middle child cooks mm-hmm. but your youngest doesn't does she well actually she is now since she's living on her own she has been calling me asking me for recipes mama how do you make your um pepper steak and so okay. so she's been doing a little bit better okay my oldest she's adulting and it's expensive to eat out and now it, yeah. all the food is on her own dime so she's more she's a little more vigilant with her funds yeah well my oldest still doesn't and i and i tell people who anyone who will, who will listen she does not cook because she chooses not to learn not that her mom would not teach her yes so, of course so yeah, she's a long line of good cooks so she if she really was looking for that skill set, she can have it. She could definitely have it. But cooking is one of those things that people don't do. Um, using a map. People yes. don't know how to use a map. Now, I learned how to use a map because um, my, my father's in the military and we would have to travel. And so my mom would read the map to tell my dad where to go. But this is how it pretty much went. They would not map out their trip the day before they would kind of map it out as they were driving. <laughs> Mama would be reading the map, telling my dad which way to go. He in turn didn't believe her. So then we stopped the car and he looked at the map. At the map. <laughs> she was right. And then we get back in the car and drive. But, the, but it was just the craziest thing because I was like, why did y'all just not map it out beforehand? But I remember my mom having a map and telling my dad, you know, you have, you know, 12 miles and looking for the next exit or what have you. So, you know, so we could use a map, but because everything is, you know, you can just type in an address and we call, do you name your person? We name my person. Her name is Martha. Martha is the, the, the voice that tells you what to do. Oh, really? Oh, um, no, I haven't named um, that. Nope. I haven't, I haven't, I'm, yeah, nope. I have not done that. I guess I will try to give her a name. <laughs> But Martha tells us, and then when Martha is talking to me and she's telling me 
veered to the right. I was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. So I go to the left. And then I was like, oh my God, she did. She <laughs> so like, she knew what she was talking about. Yes. Reroute, reroute, reroute. <laughs> and she probably talking about, I ain't helping you no more because you should have listened to me the first time around. I swear sometimes I think they have personalities because I when I like mess up in, in paths wherever she's telling me to go, I swear I detect a distinct attitude <laughs> telling me how to correct myself. She's like, I don't even know why I bother because she's not going to listen. <laughs> turn left. <laughs> I swear I hear attitude. I said, I swear. I was like, okay, okay. Basically, I got you on because I can't do this. So be patient. I said 50 meters, 50 feet, turn left, reroute, reroute. <laughs> I can see, yes, I can see the, her um, shaking her head like, oh, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Math skills people are lacking. Um, yes. yes. There's a whole, I think probably generation of um, young people who don't know how to, to write in cursive. They don't, they can't do a signature. Mm-mm. No, they can't. Not only can they not write in cursive. And I learned this from my daughter. They can't read in cursive. And she made it so funny. Like it was a whole nother language. She's like, you know, some people can't read in cursive. I was like, it's English. <laughs> cursive was really English. That's funny. <laughs> but apparently it's a skill to read things in cursive. So that's something. And there was a time period in the educational system, at least in South Carolina. And I don't think South Carolina is unique. In no. Which, in which they stopped teaching cursive. They literally stopped teaching kids how they to did. write cursive. They did. And I look forward to that. When I remember we started, I think in the third grade, back when I went to schools, when dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> the third grade that we started. And I was looking for, my mom had gotten us a little book, the little um, books that had the letters, you know, showing the arrows, which way the cursive goes. And I just loved it. I, I absolutely loved that. And they just, I, was, I cannot believe that they're not doing it. I don't know whose big idea it was. It was somebody that flunked handwriting in school. <laughs> well, well, part of the reason, I, I think part of the reason they stopped is they were putting a lot of emphasis and effort on, on literacy. And so they were just saying that that was minutes that could have been used for literacy. But part of literacy they is- were reading and writing go hand in freaking hand, right? They do, they do. And so part of that is really, is, is the handwriting. Another skill that people are um, losing is mental math. Yep. Um, you know, being able to calculate in your head, if, if nothing else, if you're going, and I, because I deal in cash, if I give somebody 20, and my and my my um, balance is five dollars. Well, not my balance, but my total is five dollars and fifteen cents to be able to figure out how much change they'll be able to give me back. Wow. Um, and I used to be really good at that, and um, not as good as I used to be. And sometimes I'm shorting myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was off a dollar. I'm glad she had that register because I sure counted that one wrong. <laughs> So but, you would be out so many dollars at the end of a time of a certain time period. At the end of the month, I didn't get twenty dollars away because I promise you, I'm pretty much off a dollar every time. I don't ever, I never overpay myself. I'll be like, oh, so at least I'm not trying to cheat the system. But yeah, you know, and there are are people, young people, and I watch this say young people, but people who cannot, if the if the register doesn't tell them the amount to give back, they are like kind of lost. That they won't have a clue, not a clue. So this is, these are just simple things that you can do to just flex those, that brain muscles, keep them, 
keep him going. Um, I was telling Jabisa, I said, I'm trying to do be better at that. Um, so I got to work up to do it in a high pressure, pressure situations, like trying to calculate the tip. <laughs> <laughs> they put the check on the table and 20 minutes later, I'm still trying to figure out the tip in my head. <laughs> My daughter was so funny that you say that, Tracy. We were, she was calculating the tip and she mm-hmm. had calculated the tip was almost half. She was going to give him, if the bill was 20, he was going to get $10 in tip. And she kept saying, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> the tip is half the bill. Boy, I calculated. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we got to work on that mental math, but always have a calculator so you can double check. Always, always have your backup. Yes. <laughs> Lex the muscle, but have a backup. <laughs> and then, um, Jerisa, what's our black business today? Our black business today is, it is Herb, Herb and Eden, which is a soap company located in Douglasville, Georgia. Well, I'm assuming that's where it's located. That's where they have the address is. But they do these all-natural <laughs> soaps. And so we ordered, my husband ordered a sampler of soaps. And they are, they are lovely. They, are, um, they lather beautifully. They have a nice scent. You feel moisturized. You're not dry afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have their website um, linked to the, um, as we do with our other black businesses that we support on the podcast. But please, please not only check them out, but order from them. Um, They are constantly running specials. They have, unless something's changed, but recently they had a sampler special out where you would get just small little pieces of their soap, the various fragrances to try them out. Um, They're reasonably priced and they're all natural. So Mm -hmm. we're, you know, really trying to get to a point or understanding that we can't, there's so many options that are naturally available that you don't have to have artificial um, items to put on your skin. But Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. Um, We are planning, I'm planning on not this month, but probably for Christmas, ordering some of their soap as Christmas gifts. I'm just really thrilled for them. Um, but please check them out. It is Herb, Herb N, like H-E-R, H-E-R-B-N, Eden, E-D-E-N.com. But I'll have that on the website as well. So if you're just looking for some great soap, you have dry skin or skin issues, or you just like to get good soap. Um, yeah, was smelling good just because. <laughs> just because, just because, but please consider um, them. And if you don't, you know, always please, you know, look back at our um, other episodes and we've highlighted businesses on each one of our episodes. So you're always, you know, please take a moment to look back. I'm sure you'll find something there that can be useful to you. So that's our Black business for this week. Okay, so we're going to wind up with our quote. And this one is for, you know, for women in general, since they're trying to take away our rights and put us back in the... Oh, hold on, let me read it. Okay, a successful woman is one who can build a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at her. Ooh, that is so good. I don't know who wrote it, but I'm going to say it again. A successful woman is one who can build a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at her. And with that, we bid y'all good night. Until next time, thank you and bye.
Bye.